there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Yeah. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and then driving past the toxic chemical plant on your way home. Mm. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, joint inventors of Acme hand buzzers and acid-spitting lapel flowers, Sean Pryor and Acid. <laughs> what you I was so me? close. What you Sean Pryor and Acid Vince. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's pretty tight. <laughs> as the inventor of acid-spitting lapel flowers. That, yeah. is, that was kind of your nickname for a while. That is your punk rock name. Yeah. <laughs> acid Vince. Acid Vince. That sounds like a type of gene like finish yeah. A- acid wash vents yeah. <laughs> could it be could it be sean posey and uh, <laughs> never mind what's that that's because there's a posey you, can we move on please Pockets we're gonna move full. on <laughs> oh god this is take the attention away from me <laughs> thank you for being here everybody you're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene so stay tuned That's for me. all the fun before we get in the movie please don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice mm-hmm. which includes spotify now you can do it right now five stars five stars right now smash it Giga also Giga. check us out on patreon to learn directly uh, support basically of this podcast. Like you get extra perks, you get to access voting on upcoming movies, mm-hmm. episodes, uh, bonus did. weekly audio content just for you. Join the crowd. Let's check us out. Be satisfied and happy. We Patreon.com slash confused breakfast. And of course, now our YouTube channel's up and running. If you want to watch these things, if you want to see how shocking it is that we look. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, check out our weird mannerisms and our cool table. We got a Batman figure sitting yeah, on the table dude. here. You can check us out on YouTube. Links to everything you could ever need. Confusedbreakfast.com. Type it in. Check out the episode notes for a link. Appreciate it. Also, we got a voicemail. <laughs> Call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some thoughts on the show. Let's see today's voicemail. Gentlemen, Grant from Oklahoma. Grant. I have to say... I'm a huge fan of the podcast. My cousin and I, who are like brothers, basically, um, that's how we speak to each other in movie quotes and movie references. And we've seen so many of the films you guys have reviewed. Outstanding job. Uh, I have to say, uh, yeah, Sean Astin, <laughs> Dave from Encino Man, what a piece of shit. <laughs> you have completely converted me. I used to think Dave was a pretty cool guy, and I really rooted for him. No. Dave is a scumbag. Dave <laughs> should have got his ass kicked by Matt. Like, really, he should have been fucked up. Link should have went full on Cro-Magnon and came his fucking skull in. But anyway, um, outstanding gentlemen. I love all the ones you do. Hopefully you guys can hear this as I'm driving home. Gotcha. Uh, please, if I could ask for one, Tombstone. Ooh. You know, you know. Greatest fucking Western ever made. Pardon my language, but I don't really care. Love you guys. Keep doing your shit. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you. That, that's my favorite when people really do. Like, we get mad when people, when we call out the nostalgia of something like, dude, how dare you say that Sean Astin's character in Seal Man's an asshole? <laughs> yeah. No, he actually was. Turns out, <laughs> kind of weird when that movie. 
It's it's difficult. Boy, yeah. He, he really shouldn't be making moves on Robin like that, and he's yeah. really gaslighting her a lot. Exactly. So it's fucked up. And they're perfect <laughs> for each other. That's what we do. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do here. Thank you. We Good love hearing too. we love hearing that kind of stuff. Thanks for sharing it around. Tombstone is coming. Tombstone's gotta come. It's Absolutely. going other to than Cool Hand Luke, best western. Yeah, I would time. have to say so yeah. in my personal opinion. I'm gonna walk away. I will walk. Okay, boys, it is time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we discuss the highest grossing domestic movie of 1989, Ooh. a movie that took a well-known comic book story and turned it on its head, paving the way for every superhero movie of the last 30-plus years. Our second movie starring Jack Nicholson, in which his character is also named Jack. Kind of stupid. Kinda Whatever. Weird. We are, of course, talking about 1989's Batman. Woo! Uh, I did not uh, make any notes whatsoever because, you know, I just kind of forgot about where you would find this movie. Can you remember? Uh, I bought it. I bought it on Prime because I was on an airplane. I was going to be on an airplane and I wanted to watch it on my phone. That was yeah. it. But you got to purchase you, it, right? I believe you can find it on HBO Max because of Max, Warner Brothers. HBO Max and uh, Hulu uh, has uh, pretty much all of them right now. If you're if you had a subscription on Hulu, you there can you find go. it there, too. There you go. Yeah. My bad. All right, so in a, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> My bad. In order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia, talk about the first time we saw this movie, what our rating was, what our experience was. AJ, you get to start it off, baby. When I first watched this movie, it, it kind of scared me. Jack Nicholson freaked me out. Yeah. When that girl took off that mask and, and showed up in that mask, I was freaked. Like I didn't understand a lot of it. This movie came out in the year I was in the year I was born. Seeing it later on in life, um, you know, I I remember watching it with uh, with my brothers and uh, and I think my dad and stuff, and we just had it as a as a kind of a movie night, if you will, in the living room. And I just remember not re really being able to comprehend a lot of what was going on. And uh, so that being said, I think. Honestly, my original nostalgic rating of this is probably like a 3.5. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Sean, what about you, buddy? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. This is You a, haven't seen it? This is a big movie for me, you, you guys. Seen it? From uh, nostalgia-wise, this is oh, a huge no. movie for me. No, I have seen it. Okay, I thought he was doing no, no, the no. thing that he does <laughs> where he's like, "You know why it's such a big deal to me? Cuz I haven't seen it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, I was born in 91, so I think my parents just had it on hand and like they just were like, "Hey, watch this." And like you said, Jack Nicholson scared me, yeah. but Batman completely engrossed me and all I was obsessed with was fucking Batman. Uh, to this day, really, I, I love the character of Batman. It's probably my favorite superhero of all time. Um, and I'd have to say, back then, like all my birthdays were themed Batman. Like I had Batman plates, Batman cape. I had like you know, I had got the Batmobile. I still have all of the fucking merchandise, which we'll get into. There's a big deal for this movie. The original trench coat, really. That cape is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the original trench. Coat. I, I had a, a like a, a two step slide, like a little uh, little tyke slide little or whatever. Tyke, yeah. I tipped it over, and then you could like kind of get into like it. You can get into like where the stairs meet the the slide. Yeah, that was can. my Batmobile. I love it. Um, this movie was a ten for me, dude. Masterpiece when I was when I was a kid. Wow, for sure. fucking ten, dude. So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in between you guys. the The movie itself was like was good. <clears throat> I liked aspects of this movie, but for some reason, 
This movie, the the logo, yeah. the black and yellow logo yeah. trips my nostalgia meter like yeah. nothing before. I mean, like something about, I just see the cover of this movie. Yeah. And it makes me go. Like, <laughs> it's like seeing Halloween on a piece of paper. Yeah. True. Like the, the word Halloween. It make it it just makes me go nuts. I agree with, with that. giddiness of yeah. how perfect that that logo is and how perfect of a time this movie came about to like change superheroes. We had never seen anything like this mm-hmm. at all when this came out. And it was a little spooky. Little spooky. <laughs> but I spooky. but I mean I we owned that on VHS and and wore this thing out. And there are certain parts I didn't want to watch or tried to avoid, but certain parts that were so cool. Mm-hmm. Um so like I'm an I'm an eight point five nice. on nostalgia meter. So that's a seven point three three for us as a group nostalgia rating. Okay. That ties us with Jurassic Park. All right. Right below Uncle Buck right above cool runnings nice wow seems okay. like a good spot right there you know yeah i dig it cool oh, man so next we like to dock line you got it yeah all important details <laughs> of the movie sean that's your job let's hear what you got to do produced by peter goober and john peters uh based off of characters created by bob kane written by sam ham and warren scarin sam ham warren scarin uh our our boy uh for beetlejuice another oh. tim burton he, he wrote Beetlejuice. Must be in on the team. Cinematography by Roger Pratt. I don't think any relation to Chris. Music by Danny Elfman. <laughs> Damn it. Edited by Ray Lovejoy. Makeup by Nick Dudman and Paul Engelin. Directed by Tim motherfucking Burton, dudes. Damn. Cast. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Robert Mule, Pat Hingle, Billy D. Williams, Michael Goff, and Jack Palance. After several writers did treatments for a Batman film, eventually Sam Hamm and Warren Scarron got it right for Warner Brothers and bought the script. Burton was hired, but the project wasn't greenlit until the success of Beetlejuice was seen. Ah, I understand. The tone and themes of the film were inspired by The Killing Joke and Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. The film pulls heavily from the Red Hood origin story for the Joker having Batman cause a the deformation of Jack Napier by excess chemicals. Uh, Jack Napier wasn't in the Red Hood or, or any of those comics or anything. They made it up for they this film. Made the whole right. thing up. Uh, Mel Gibson, Kevin Costner, Charlie Sheen, Tom Selleck, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, and uh, Harrison Ford and Dennis Quaid were all considered for the role of Bruce Wayne. I think they all have very strong chins. Yes. I would have loved to see <laughs> very, Mel, Mel Gibson. Very no. good cowls. No. No. no? No, I don't no? want to see Mel Gibson in this. <laughs> what, what, no? No. Wow. Willem Dafoe? I mean, he would have been a good What about joker. Kevin Costner? No. D- come on. <laughs> Just no from Mike. Okay. Producer John Peters suggested Keaton for the role, and having Rude. worked with him in Beetlejuice, Burton agreed. Tim Curry, David Bowie, John Lithgow, Brad Dourif, Ray Liotta, James Woods, and Robin Williams were all considered for the Joker. Did you hear about? Did you read more into the Robin Williams thing? Yeah, he was he was kind of on board, right? Yeah. They like literally said you got the job. Yeah, and all they were fucking doing was trying to bait Jack Nicholson into like to force yeah. him in to take the job. Yeah, yep. Then they Jack Nicholson finally go well. Robin Williams said he was going to do it. So mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson takes the job. They release Robin Williams, and he basically said, "Fuck, uh, fuck you! I'm never, I'm all, never, I'm all never." Warner Brothers. Yeah. All Warner Brothers. I yeah. will never be a part of any of your things ever. Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Again, another role that I would have loved to see Robin Williams My in God. instead of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. My so, God. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and now he's dead. The studio wanted oh a movie God. star. For I hate the role it. In Nicholson. 
I hate it. <laughs> Sorry. I hate it. The studio wanted a movie star for the role, and Nicholson was thought of as the screenplay was being written. In exchange for a cut paycheck on the film, Nicholson wanted a specified break every day off on all L.A. Lakers home games, top billing of the cast, and a cut of the profit of the film and merchandise. Just give it to Robin Williams. The, like, you know, you just, know who wouldn't ask for all that stuff? Yeah, Robin, Williams. Robin Williams. Almost all of the money went to Jack Nicholson on yeah. this movie. Like literally, he's still making money. On I it. saw that that he was the first name listed in the credits. I was like, "Fuck!" It's this. weird, right? Yeah. Stupid. I mean, like it's an icon. We'll get we'll get to it. It's an iconic performance. He was born to play this role, obviously, but and and there's, kind of a, kind of a diva, huh? Yeah, it, kind of a diva, but at, at the same time, not to the point that when he was on set, he was intolerable. Though he actually, him and Keaton got along yeah, very well, and apparently he was He's he a was pro. he, he just was knows a, what he wants. Yeah, he was he was very much a cheerleader for the production, and like as far as I heard, all kind all cast and crew. So He's, his favorite role to to this yeah. date, he says. Yeah, uh, Sean Young was originally cast as Vicky Vale, but she had a horse riding accident weeks before filming, <laughs> so Kim. Basinger swooped in and got the role. I actually read a different thing where Kim Basinger was cast, but I think some scheduling conflicts or something like that were happening, so they cast Sean Young and like weeks before she got into this accident, and Kim Basinger was titled to do it. Gotcha. The film was mostly shot at Pinewood Studios in England from October 10th, 1988 to February 14th, 1989. Exterior locations included Nebworth House and Hartfield House for Wayne Manor, Acton Lane Power Station and Barford Power Station were also used as uh, facades for, I, I, I assume, access chemicals. Okay. Released on June 23rd, 1989, Batman would go on to make $40.49 million on its opening weekend. The film's final gross was $251.2 million on a budget of $48 million. So you wow. call that a success, I think? You could. I think you could Mild say that. Mild success. Yeah. I think $48 million We'll make actually, another one. Like forty million dollars at the time was like Marvel level. Oh yeah, yeah. Like hundreds and hundreds of, of millions of dollars, but still, that is a insane profit for a movie like this. For like sure. like I said in the intro, this was the highest domestic grossing movie in the U.S. in 1989. Here are just a few other movies from 1989: Ghostbusters 2, Karate Kid 3, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Major League, Lethal, Lethal Weapon 2, Back to the Future 2. Jesus. It beat out all and of them. And it beat ones. out all of them. That's insane. Just oh. trying to put that into perspective. 89 was a great year. A lot of great things were made in 89. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of great people. <laughs> oh, wow, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about myself. Wow. So. That's cute. Well, that leads right into AJ's segment. AJ always hooks us up with the reviews, the critical ratings of the movie when it came out. What do you got? Yeah, man? you guys know it. It's here. It's big. It's red. It's the, the tomato, tomato meter. Can't wait for. I'm gonna make a soundbite. Yeah, um, yeah, we need a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was like, if it's rotten or not, like, yeah. or <laughs> or or ooh, that's fresh. <laughs> So fresh. So fresh. Uh, so we're seven, brainstorming on air. Yeah, no, it's we're we're having a good back and forth. <laughs> we're having here. a good let's, time. Let's drink more. Okay. Uh, 72% percent um, uh, for the tomato meter. That's critical reviews. A seventy-two percent. Do you want um, to know where that throws us? That's right, right above the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and right below the Goonies. Oh my lord! That's a what? strange critical spot for this movie. That is kind of weird. That is strange. 
Um, I bet fans a little higher than that, though. They, fans are a little bit higher. Eighty-four okay. percent for the fans on the on okay. uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I see that audience score. Um, if we move over to IMDb, it's seven point five. Okay, so kind of right. Seven point five yeah. is tied with Beetlejuice. All interestingly right. enough, wow, right below Christmas Vacation. <laughs> of course, like, t- Tim Burton just has this thing that he can only be a seven point five. Probably, honestly, he <laughs> can never get higher or lower. Yeah, than that. <laughs> it's just that's just all it is. Um, let's see. I've got some. I've got some high ones from the critics here. Um, the Hollywood Reporter. These uh, this is a hundred out of a hundred. Bat- this Batman is a stunning achievement, especially through the incredible and unique vis- visualization of director Tim Burton. The film may be disappointing to those expecting a campy cartoon. However, although the more dramatic stylization of this version is its strongest asset. Mm. Um, uh, San Francisco Chronicle, Mick LaSalle said, it's a rare, beautifully made movie that offers you another world. Nice. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Times gave it a 91 out of 100. Uh, Hal Lipper said, uh, <laughs> Batman is perfect summertime fair. Its secret is levity hidden in a dark and troubled soul. I like that a, a reviewer or a talker is uh, named Lipper. Lipper. That's fun. The old lipper. Give her the old lipper. Give her the old lipper. I don't like that. Is that what people who chew call it? I put in a lipper. You. A lipper dipper? Thanks. I hate it. You're (laughs) welcome. Here to help, guys. Uh, Let's go to some, some bad. Uh, Los Angeles Times gave it a 40 out of 100. Nicholson's Joker will be the pivotal point for many. It's high energy, spurting like an artery, that keeps this picture alive. It's certainly not the special effects, the editing, which has no discernible rhythm, or the flaccid screenplay. Huh. Uh, I'm going to jump over because Roger Ebert gave his esteemed... Critical review. Let's get here. some Raj, man. A little bit of Raj. He's back, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, some excerpts from his full review. Uh, the Gotham City created in Batman is one of the most distinctive and atmospheric places I've seen in the movies. It's a shame something more memorable doesn't happen there. Batman is a triumph of design over story, style over substance, a great looking movie with a plot you can't care much about. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I. I kind of agree with a lot of that. Well, he says, he goes on to say to finish this out, should it be seen anyway? Probably. Uh, the movie's problem is that that no one seems to have any fun making it, and it's hard to have much fun watching it. It's mm. a depressing experience. Is the opposite of comic book tragic book? Ooh. Wow. Nice take there, Raj. Oh, you philosophical Raj. Real, okay. Real quick thing about your boy Raj. Yeah. Somebody messaged us and they were like, it took me forever to figure out that when you said Raj, you were talking about Roger Ebert. <laughs> we were getting a little too personal with Raj. We kept going, we got a review for yeah. Raj. They're like, who's Raj? Every who's time we Raj? talk about him, I feel like he's in the room. <laughs> yeah. You know? He is spiritually. Yeah. Uh, I would like know. to think so. And he's just rolling in his grave every time I bring him up. <laughs> Hate podcasts, <laughs> you sons of bitch. Why do these things exist? Everyone has an opinion now. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> three fucking nerds from Iowa get to tell people what they think. Gee, thanks. <laughs> uh, let's get some of the fun stuff in here, okay? Okay. Uh, Toby Galando on on Google. This is only eleven months ago, guys. <laughs> gave it a one star. Why is Vicky Vale the female lead and not Selena Kyle? Why is Joker's skin white because of makeup? What does Batman kill people? These are the great questions of existence. Not great. 
Okay. So he didn't like it, I guess. Okay. Two more here. Two out of ten. Batman is short. (laughs) (laughs) This is a stupid movie. Oh. This is not the Batman that I pretended to be in 1968. (laughs) 68? (laughs) Thank God he's not the Batman you pretended to be. When I was six years old. This is some idiot's vision of an X-Men Batman in a dark city where everything is dark. Kim Basinger headlines as the large-lipped and totally unsexy femme fatale. Whoa. Jack Nicholson does an okay job on the Joker, <laughs> but I would rather they saved one million on Jack's salary, saved one million on the dark flood lamps, and put the money into buying a wholly new script. This one was just boring. Hey, okay. Hey, everybody's got opinions, you I- know. Hey, hey. Uh, and FYI, if you if you read any review that's after two thousand five or two thousand seven or whatever it is, they're comparing it to Dark yes, Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. so um, this is another two out of ten. Warning, spoilers! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> In this movie, we see a man dressed as a bat fighting the Joker. No shit. What we don't have is Batman against the Joker. Oh. This vigilante, oddly dressed, kills without even thinking. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and has no fighting or intelligence skills and is surrounded by a bunch of idiots. Alfred, his butler that doesn't even care about his master's double identity. <laughs> Vale, a journalist, photograph, nobody cares. <laughs> An anonymous Gordon and a very strange Harvey Dent. Good music and scenarios. Nicholson, amazing in a role that wasn't too, too right. Good Keaton. <laughs> the story was written by Mick Monkeys and Tim Burton. By by Mick Monkeys. By by Monkeys. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I know. Cool I was just trying to get in there, but yeah, this story was. You know what? This is why I stumbled. Okay. Yeah. This story was wrote by Monkeys. Uh, okay. And Tim Burton. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it does end by saying, "You should go watch the <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy." Yeah, Heath yeah. Ledger. Because this is 2013. We've got grounded. new movies. The Nolan verse is grounded. Yeah. It's Batman. It's not grounded. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck Jesus. are you talking about? You're grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're grounded. Your son. Well, my dudes, what do you say we take all of our money invested into making our city a better place, not by donating the money to create better infrastructure, schools, housing, and civil services. Oh. No, let's create a bunch of cool gadgets and dress up like a bat while we... <laughs> While we rack up an impressive body count. Such a better idea. <laughs> Make way more sense. We're going to rack up an impressive body count. That should do the trick. Sit back and join us as we dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Hell yeah, dude. This oh. podcast is in need of an enema. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so in a back alley of Gotham City, a tourist family is mugged. After the crooks get away, they are attacked by a man in a bat suit called Batman who lets them live. Lieutenant Eckhart shows up at the scene and dismisses rumors of a giant bat. However, reporter Alexander Knox believes it to be true and is trying to find the evidence. Meanwhile, the mayor of Gotham City has held a press conference introducing the city's new district attorney, Harvey Dent. Knox meets one of the paper's new photographers, Vicki Vale, who is also interested in finding out more about Batman. They make plans to go to a charity benefit at Bruce Wayne's mansion to confront Commissioner Gurdon. Gurdon. Yeah, dude. This, uh, this intro as a kid just was mind-blowing to me. 
the mm. first time I saw that, I remember. I mean, this first of all, the music. Danny Elfman has never written something bad. It might be no. his best theme. Yeah. Maybe. You think of this when you think of Batman. Absolutely. Like, even, like, I was more into the animated series, I think, and they took his theme for the intro of that. And it is just, like, Hans Zimmer with The Dark Knight is yes. very, very of, of fucking course. good. Of course. It is Obviously. so good. Yeah. But this is just on another level, man. It is. It's maybe the best theme he's ever done. Well, and, and you talk about this title sequence, which is so cool because it... It eventually shows the bat symbol, and it's yeah. this, it looks like it's it's like oh, it's going around. Tim Burton said how important this was to him because mm. think about the t- all you know about Batman leading up to this is the I'm gonna I'm gonna say it the terrible 1950s and 60s yeah. bam pow look yeah. at my boner in my pants like, <laughs> that, that's like, a big deal that is it that is all everyone knows about Correct. Batman really visually up, yeah. up to this point, point. Yeah, up yeah. to this point so for him to come out right off the bat to be like this is not your fucking Batman that you know yeah this is dark and this is different that's right. what this intro does he said very specifically he wanted it he's like no we're not doing the tights and underwear thing yeah like we're, we're fine we're getting a, a suit made a bodysuit like He's he's got to have armor. Like mm-hmm. we need to make sure he looks like he can take anything, even a bullet. Yeah, you know. And the costume so. department had a difficult time because they they based off of that what they didn't want was the tights and everything like that. Yeah. They're like wanted more like like bulky latex. And right. Michael Keaton was kind of a little short and stocky. You know, like they they had to like bulk up the suit and make him look a little bit taller. So yeah. they were hesitant on the casting of him the costume department was like i don't know what we can do but obviously they made it work i mean the importance Mm -hmm. of uh, you do you forget that literally this movie was what made batman what it is today yeah we don't have anything no none of the things we have now as far as films go as far as films go exactly yes it's and that's that's the hard thing to remember today watching it uh is is that how how um it just completely revolutionized the idea that you have of Batman at this yeah. point. And, and he is now, he's this dark figure. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. It, he is the dark Knight. That's my, that's my favorite Batman. And yes. like you, and I'm sure the show has its fans and I'm sure it's hokey and fun for people to watch nowadays, but this is just like the bam. This, yeah. This is as gritty as it get. You don't get any yeah. of that. You get overblown gunshots yes. in this movie. But, um, I will say too that the production uh, design and the set design. This is the first. This is the only Academy Award that it won uh, at the ninety. I think Academy 90, Awards. Yep, yep. Makes sense. Um, that it won for best production design for good fucking reason. These are sets. Of course. All of all of what you see in Gotham, besides it being like a combination of matte paintings, is all sets, yeah. and it's fucking incredible. Like we were saying two weeks ago with The Shining, it's just like I don't know how. This isn't a real place. Like I know Nolan movies nowadays, he shoots like Chicago and of New course, York yeah. and other big towns that kind of combine them and make it look like a a, a weird but also uh, a tangible place. This is just Gotham com- City's made up. It's, it's not completely a, yeah. gothic and made up, and it, it's incredible looking. The way that they're able to draw you in right away with the with this with the environment, right, and the yep. set, and I I do I think this is maybe one the set and the music is the biggest. Um, positive for me and the thing that drew me in the most obviously then you get into kind of the introduction of this movie though yeah and i have to say probably one of the most believable performances of me is goon number two (laughs) who waves the gun in in their face and stuff and knocks the guy out yeah that guy when he says when at the end when he's when he's just talking to me he's like shut up shut up 
up. Do you want some of this or not? Like, and I'm like, that is the best performance I'm seeing right That's now. That's very man. compelling. This is insane. Like, I, I will shut up. Wow. And and good good number one is is definitely like the the most quintessential. I don't know, man. You ever you heard about you heard about Gobbs, right? It's like, well, Gobbs got what he got. You know, and you're just like, this is a mobster movie now. Yeah, yeah. It, happened, it happened to Johnny Gobbs and, and Ricky Scabs and, and Larry Lungs and, and Bobby Boots. Have you heard about them? Dude, <laughs> it's a, a gangster thing. And apparently in Gotham City, there's just like, if you live in town, you just have like diseases all over your face. Yeah, yeah. And like, this and is like, just yeah, it. yeah. This is just what you look like. You the, just got scabs and, yeah. You know you're in a crusty, crime-ridden <laughs> town when there's steam coming out of every orifice. Every that you can- freaking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys? Were you guys? Tell, I, I know. I think we're on the same page. We have not. I have not seen this movie in a long time. Sure. Yep. Were you completely faked out by the intro? Were you like, "Oh, great! Here's the uh, other Bruce Wayne intro that we've yeah. seen." It's no. true. Yeah, I thought it was. They were kind of like um, reworking it a little bit, yes. at least to my mind, because yes. we think of. What that is all later. we think of. Every movie has done the Bruce Wayne with yes. his family. And oh, great. Thanks oh. for the origin story again. You know, that <laughs> right? kind of thing. Total <laughs> fake out there. But that fucking dad yeah. is a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> he literally I'm leaves. I'm trying to hail a cab. <laughs> he leaves the area where the most cabs will be because yeah. the theater just got out. Into an alley. Into an alley. <laughs> His dad deserves everything he got in this part. (laughs) No, let's get out of here. It's too crowded. Let's go to an ill-lit place where we can get mugged. (laughs) Hey, hey, kid, put away the map. I'm the smart one here. Let's go to this alley. (laughs) I've got dad GPS built right in. I don't ask for directions. What? Get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. I couldn't believe that dad. Yeah, it's really frustrating. The, The mom is just, it's like, okay, wow. Damsel in distress idea. Where, don't scream, lady, if you value the kid. And it's just like, <laughs> and then, and then, sure enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, I wouldn't be surprised if that kid got shot. I know. I just feel like a stray bullet's coming right back for that kid. You know? I told you. <laughs> I done told you. You, you would know. think the most badass th- thing to say to anybody if they're like, "What are you?" would be, "I'm Batman." Yeah. But let me tell you from experience. It it it's does not. it doesn't work. Oh, every time when, as a twelve year old, I said that to like a girl or something yeah. like that. It was I am the way I am now. Well, like look at me. Like look, you, I'm wearing a loud shirt. You're the opposite of Batman. <laughs> exactly. Right? Completely, completely. You are not Batman. I I can't get that energy. <laughs> well, there's that's the reason why you weren't dressed as a bat. Oh, Very true. You know? Very yeah. true. Yeah, that's did you, sexy. Did you know that Michael Keaton uh, improvised that line? The yes. I am Batman yeah, line. Yeah. Thank God. The original line was, I am the knight. I am the knight. That was what he was supposed to say. Oof. And Michael Keaton's like, listen, uh, I just did Beetlejuice. Uh, also, M- Mr. Mom, if you remember Mr. that. Mom. I'm really funny, <laughs> and I'm going to add a couple things to this movie. This I is, love Michael Keaton. This is a big point, because Michael Keaton was a comedy guy. I mean, he, he has comedy chops, you know what I mean? Like, he's funny. He's, he's, he, he carried Beetlejuice. Yeah, he can be dramatic and everything, but he's he's comedy, man. Yeah. Like That's mm. what he does. And uh, he, he imposed a lot of that kind of into this character, at least like with Bruce Wayne and, and that kind of stuff, too. So He, he also also, apparently, like he he called himself like a logic freak, mm-hmm. where he was like, "I don't get it. Like, why everyone will?" Not, and this has always been my problem with Batman. 
everyone knows like that you're Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah. really it's really fucking easy to know that you're Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And but so Michael Keaton at least tried to work through that to be like, well, it needs he needs to like lower his voice or mm-hmm. something like that when yeah. he talks. So he, he was the reason yeah. that that like Batman talks a little more like this. Yeah, he talks Which by the way, let's 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 just get out of the way. Let's talk about Michael Keaton as Batman. Okay. I I much enjoy many of the aspects of Michael Keaton's Batman more than other Batmans. I do too. I think he's my favorite Batman and this, this, this isn't, I mean, we'll get to it. This isn't even my favorite Batman movie. No, of course not. It's, it's really great, but like his performance and his portrayal is just, I think he's the best Bruce Wayne to Batman yeah. ratio. Okay. I think that's where it is for me. I, Hot, I'm fully on board with that. Yeah. Hot take coming in. Uh, okay. Val Kilmer. I just, I dislike, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe him as Batman. Like okay. a okay. lot of, a lot of everybody I talk to are like, people bring it up and I feel like some people bring it up as this point of like, no, I understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've seen the old movies. <laughs> not, like, not even, they, not even the hands on your hips. You know, it's on your rib it's cage. On your, <laughs> your you rib. know, you heighten the stakes of your seriousness <laughs> right. when you do that. Well, I, I just, you know, I, I think that, and <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, please. Please check out on YouTube. <laughs> You'll get what I'm saying. Uh, like they they bring up Keaton as like this end all be all. It's like yeah, Christian Bale was good, but did you ever see Michael Keaton? And I'm just like, yeah, I did. And he's not fucking Batman, guys. <laughs> like I I know what you're talking about, but at the same time, and and let me put it this way, there is I got to dial it back here because I get upset. Uh, he, Michael Keaton, I think, was working against a lot of things. A clunky Batman suit, yeah, clunky visuals, true. and like special Batman effects that you're supposed to get that aren't practical. Like uh, the, and the reason I think a lot of people love the Dark Knight series, it's it's Im- this does seem like a little bit more impractical, and it's very clunky. He's not a fighter; he's a bruiser. Yeah. in this man, he's a tank, and that's what's that's what's upsetting to me about. Michael Keaton's Batman. I love the suit. I love the visual of him. I do not buy him as this crime fighter guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, I will flip this around for you, and I love him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So maybe I'm the opposite of you guys. I think he's a great Bruce Wayne, whereas I feel like Batman is just so clunky. I think I, I more meant the overall package. Is okay, more. okay. I, I just, the sure. overall version of who we want Bruce Wayne Batman to be was like, yeah. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm just saying I very much like You, you like him. I like, and he had to kind of come up with this all himself. Yeah, like, you're right. He sort of created, and then like Christian Bale took some of that stuff to like too far of a level. Like the, oh, the home Batman. <laughs> Tell me where he is. Where I are Where's going? Where's the trigger? <laughs> Where is the, it? Those are the thing, the only things that I really don't like about the newer Batman is sometimes Christian Bale's overacting of that. But yeah. what, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I right. just like Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the like at this point yes. in in the years that that we've had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> he's the perfect <laughs> choice for this, and like yeah, I, he, sure. there was a lot of hesitation. Uh, from like fans, like when he got cast, like he's he's Absolutely. Mr. Mom, like you were saying, <laughs> like Mom. he's just he's a comedic actor. I don't right. understand, but like he's is he going to fill out the suit? Is exactly. He, you know, yeah, he got yeah. he's and then I think he proved to a lot of people that he's got this range. And I think I do kind of agree more on the side that he's the best Bruce Wayne. I think he's a wonderful Bruce Wayne, and and maybe a lesser Batman, but he yeah. is still my Batman. Yeah. So just 
Just check it out. That is Michael Keaton underneath that, is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. I wonder if this has a year on it. <laughs> we'll get into a little well, bit more fine. why I why I appreciate his Bruce Wayne more yeah. than some others oh, yeah, here coming up, but yeah. Well, let's talk about a few other characters. So you've got like Commissioner Gordon, right? Uh, not my Commissioner Gordon. I don't no? think. I don't think. I just think there's. He's just kind of. Eh, he's just kind of a big eh in this movie. Yeah. compared to some other Commissioner. Not, I mean, there may be like cause so, some of the characters like Harvey Dent. We'll get to, um, but like those kind of characters aren't brought up. Enough. There, yeah, there's just not enough involvement of them. In this yeah, movie. and so maybe that's why I'm. I'm just like it doesn't really matter who's playing them or whatever. But like comparing it to The Dark Knight, which is hard, like, again. I'm sorry, we're going and, to be doing I'm, that. Of course, yeah. Like you're I'm, doing I'm, this at home right now too. I'm yeah. fighting it as much as I can, but yeah. it's hard not to make a reference every now and again. It's just Gary Oldman is just so good, and like I mean, oh, yeah. this is a good portrayal at the yeah, time of, of a, a down and kind of like gritty commissioner. I like I like his performance, but yeah, I, right. I think I kind of agree. All right. AJ just <laughs> took a shot of Cedar Ridge. Right. Here we go. Okay, so, what are we doing here? Again, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I love this guy as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> okay. I think he's brilliant uh, because Commissioner Gordon is – I, was not the crime fighter to me like we got with like Gary Oldman. Okay, you okay, know what I mean? But sure. Now there, there's the cartoon version again as well. I really like the cartoon version. I think he played this very well. And this is an ongoing character that goes even past like Keaton's Batman mm-hmm. um, that kept continuing on even through Clooney, I think. Yeah. And um, him and uh, uh, Alfred. Him and Alfred, yeah. Continued um, on until uh, uh, your goo or something. Go, go, uh, Goff. Some, yeah, yeah sorry, Goff. Sorry. And, uh, and I love their character. I love they. This is one of the things that, as a kid, it took me a long time to get out of Alfred, the commissioner, oh, yeah. that kind okay. of a thing for me, right? And I really do enjoy it. His voice, especially, is a big. It was okay. a big deal okay. to me. And now, then I'm going to take this a little bit outside of that, and it is, um, I am absolutely devastated that we did not get. A Billy D. Williams Two Face. Same here, man. It's, it's kind of shitty. In fact, he bear, he has no role in this movie. No, there is no, no role. point to have Harvey Dent in this. He no. he signed a contract saying that in the sequel or yep. whatever sequels that happen, I'm going to be Two Face, and you're bringing me back. It was a and contingency for his contract. Exactly, and they yeah. bought him out. Yeah, it's fucked it's up, man. I, I mean, want like, that so bad to get like I guess PC about it. It's cool to see a black Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. and, like especially at this time, and, and Billy D. Williams filling that role. Oh, that role gosh, is dude. so fucking great. The, the few yeah. moments he had were awesome. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like when they're at, later on when they're at the gambling thing, and he's like, eh, he just very man a few words, but when whatever he says means something. Yeah, smoking his big old stogie. I loved it. I believe him more as a Harvey Dent because Harvey Dent is supposed to be the absolute pinnacle of perfection and decency and and everything yeah and that's why two-face is such an interesting character because two like the other flip of that uh of that coin (laughs) is is the absolute psychotic opposite of that and billy d williams would absolutely make me believe um that he is i really believe he's trying to do good he's trying to do it even better than what happened in the dark knight yeah aaron eckhart was amazing but i think billy d williams was even better could have been a better Two Face in his performance too. I think like there's a certain like s- like smugness to him where he c- like, you yeah. could kind of believe he could have a dark side or yep. like another face to the coin mm-hmm. per se. Um, but like like every time someone asks him a question, he's kind of like smirking to the side of his mouth. I'm like, ah, I like that. Yeah. I like that little touch he's doing. Mm-hmm. It could have been cool. I yeah, agree. Exactly. Were you a fan of um, uh, Alexander Knox? The reporter. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, at, t- at times, I like I like some of the things he provided. 
I did really buy him as like the pesky reporter, pesky journo. The only thing that was missing was the hat with the press card in it. <laughs> <laughs> just said, commissioner, commissioner, do you think you have to buy him? I don't know I did like a couple of his lines, though, too. When he finally meets Vicky Vale, yeah. he's like, will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, no. He goes, will you buy me lunch? That's such a, <laughs> that's such a like, the complete opposite of, of questions that you he's can ever ask. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the actor, and I like the portrayal of it, yeah. and, but the, but somehow, but why does that why does that make me upset about the character itself? Because <laughs> it's, there's no need for his character. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he says because he, he meets Kim Basinger's character, Vicky Vale. He says, I want to. <laughs> if you want to shoot me nude, you're gonna have to pay me. You're gonna have to get a long lens. You get a long lens. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Kim Basinger. Yeah. I do not agree with the reviewer of like she's what do they say she's not hot or something like that. Oh, she yeah, is that's smoking. Awful. She's still gorgeous. She is she's completely, yeah, absolutely. Oh my I mean, God. so did, has she already had Eminem at this point? Oh, that's a good question. Or did or did wait, like Bruce Wayne? Wait, what? <laughs> Wasn't she an Eight Mile? Wasn't she his mom? <laughs> she was. Yeah. Okay, I was just yeah. <laughs> I just didn't yeah, know. that came out way <laughs> later. Is that I, what you what you asked? I don't know. <laughs> You what think you I know applying, things? Mike? You think I fucking know about movies? Sounds like I'm listening to a BuzzFeed article. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty good in this movie, though, don't you think? I think As so. an actress? Yeah, I, I, I like think, her a lot. I think she's, I think she's good in this. I, I do like her. I don't know that, like, I somebody did say it's like, why isn't it somebody else? Vicky Vale seems like kind of a throw-in name. Is that um, a, is that a is that just a made up character for this movie I or think was that from the, the comics? I think she was in the comics, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's obviously later on. Not trying to dive over into Batman Returns, but you know, it's they they do the classic, just like yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah she uh, died. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she, she's dead. It's she, we, we, we decided not. No, uh, apparently Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer were dating at this yeah. time, and they wanted Michelle Pfeiffer mm. in this. I think as the role of Vicky Vale. I think so. Yeah. And Michael Keaton was like, "No, <laughs> that, oh, that's right. Yeah, no, no I need some time away. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to get away <laughs> for the love of God. She's working on a dangerous mind script. It's coming out anytime now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move this on. What do you say? Well, I, I have one last no, thing. No, we're going to move it on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, I just love the Easter egg of, of the Bob Kane artwork that he gets handed. That true. Knox gets handed yeah, yeah. in this mean? part. So, so okay, so so while uh, Alexander Knox is walking through, yep. he's and obviously making fun of the laughing stock of the of this newsroom, essentially. And and one of the big things that happens is one of the it was supposed to be an actual cameo of Bob Kane, the original artist and Whoa. creator mm-hmm. of um, of of Batman yeah, of the comics. And he was supposed to make a cameo, but I believe he got sick or something. Mm-hmm. And so um, he gets handed this artwork by one of the uh, yeah. people. And it's it's the Batman, but it's a bat with the bat head in a pinstripe suit, suit. Pinstripe pinstripe suit. suit. and it's signed. It's Bob Kane. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really a really cool. cool little nod to him. I thought I like that a lot. Yeah, and that probably took forever to, for anyone to pick that up because again, you can't like yeah, you're in the movies and then you have to wait for that to come out on VHS and <laughs> yeah. then everything's blurry because it's VHS. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so scene two, mob boss Carl Grissom is worried that Harvey Dent will find out about their connection to the Axis Chemicals plant. One of Carl's men, Jack Napier, has been sleeping with Carl's mistress, and Carl sets him up to be killed by Eckhart in a police raid at the chemical plant. At the charity benefit, Knox fails to get information from Gordon. Vicki Vale meets up with Bruce Wayne. Bruce leaves in a hurry to follow Gordon to the chemical plant. You know Carl Grissom is a bad guy because after every like scene exit, 
there's a rattlesnake sound in the soundtrack. It's like, seriously? Oh, yeah. What? You know he's a bad guy when that happens. Really? Yeah, did you not notice that? I never knew that. Every time. Jack Palance, dude. Jack Palance Jack is Palance. the fucking greatest. Yeah, he, he is kind of a, a, what would you say, just kind of an idol or a... Uh, legend, legend in Hollywood. Oh yeah, I mean city slickers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That like it's just phenomenal roles and and much obviously way beyond that. Yeah, uh, way before that. But and a lot of westerns like yeah, Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> and- <laughs> it did feel. This is probably a little towards the end of his career, though, right? Like yeah, yeah. It no, did feel a little bit like yeah, you well, know, like. Looking back on this movie, it's kind of like, hmm, yeah, okay. They said uh, it, was it was a little said that, over the top. Yeah, Tim Burton was a little intimidated by him. Even. Oh, yeah. And he, he was like, and, and Jack Plants, love him, couldn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he would yeah, just have true, these yeah. moments of calling, like, you know, action or whatever, and Jack misses a cue or whatever it happens to be. And he's just like, he's like, do you know what the fuck I've done, Tim Burton? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, this is like Tim Burton's big like first studio thing, and he like when he catched Jack Palance, you're right. He's just like super intimidated by him, and he's like pretty much deaf. And so he's like action. He's just like, I said action. Jack, Jack, huh? Huh? Jack. Oh, uh, and you will burn for this. (laughs) You. Are my number one. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. That's what I don't like. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't like that acting. Yeah, it, it like, but I I buy him as as the uh, old timey mob oh, boss. I think completely. he's great yeah. in this role. I don't buy that Alicia sleeps with him though. No, don't buy that at no. all. No sugar bumps. Don't even buy that Alicia <laughs> sleeps with Jack Nicholson. I don't even buy any of this. No sugar bumps. Sugar bumps. Uh, <laughs> do you think uh, we we forget this a lot of times? I'd like to make this a a thing that happens every episode. Yeah, I'll do my best. Okay. But Bring most punchable check. face. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've forgotten. Yeah. The most punchable face yeah. is Eckhart. Eckhart. Oh yeah. Lieutenant Eckhart 100%. is the most punchable face in this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. What? One. What a just. You just want to punch him. There ain't no Batman. There ain't no goddamn. Just, I don't have an Adam's apple because <laughs> yeah. my chin connects to my chest. My, <laughs> I don't have a nap. And you had to dub all of his lines because I, he was actually chewing a cigar on set the entire time. Jesus, man. He just constantly caught in between. Bra- Never mind. I'm not going to make those jokes. But at the same time, it's like, shoot on sight. Y'all know what I mean. And he pulls this freaking 44 revolver out of his pants. Like, just no holster, no nothing. It's just like, that's where you keep it. Like, what are you talking Like, because you've never felt anything else down in the front of your pants. <laughs> shoot on like, sight. You know what I mean? Like, actually, I have no idea. That's what, what I'm mean. saying. Sounds, He's no, like, that sounds you, pretty sketchy. You couldn't actually. be more clear if he, you he tried. He said forward, like, shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. You know if I mean? you know what I mean. It's like, well, actually, now I'm now I'm unsure of what it, you mean. because <laughs> You kind of just muddied it up a little bit. because. <laughs> Because the first statement Should was I know very, what you very, mean? very literal, direct. and are, now you're being... Yeah. Are you saying that because you do mean something? We'll just go with it. Did, wait, did you just wink? No, no. Did you wink when you said that? Well, no, I was passing out for a sec. <laughs> Sorry, I was passing thinking, out for Thinking a about hot dogs. <laughs> human... human. <laughs> <laughs> You got he him. Looks like he, lo- you got he him. looks like he loves a good hot dog. <laughs> he, loves fucking hot dog. he cooks them over the steam that's pouring out of the fucking he city's just, cracks. Oh <laughs> that's how he cooks his hot dogs. <laughs> he, he, he saves it. He, he, he keeps it. <laughs> he buys a raw package of hot dogs and just... <laughs> 
puts him on a storm grate while he's like fighting crime. He keeps those in his pants too. <laughs> you imagine? Listen, he stores him in the same same place that Rob Schneider does for his join in his fifty first date. Puts I, w- him back I want to point out why this podcast is so great. <laughs> A million pod movie podcasts have talked about Batman 1989. <laughs> no one has spent this much time on Lieutenant Eckhart. And that is why we are different than everyone right. else. He's the greatest. He keeps him coming back, baby. I, I got to humanize the goons for a second to okay. stop this. It's we like, haven't done that in a while. It's the exact same thing of what you what you were just talking about, though. It's just like they're all like, yeah, let's all rush on in. And like they're going in and their, their buddy cop pairs are like, what the fuck was he talking about? Like, <laughs> Does he really want us to kill people right now? It's like, Should we be wearing masks when we go in here? It's a pretty toxic place. I don't know. It's like, this, do we have gas masks? I mean, this place going in here, I'm not being paid enough for this. this I got to talk about the party a little bit. Oh, like, yeah, we got we got to get to the party. The for casino sure. party. Uh, uh, so Michael Goff was as Alfred. Uh, Tim Burton was a huge fan of him, uh, of his in uh, Hammer movies. Hammer movies are like, Kind of low budget English horror movies back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, really, really fun movies. Uh, a lot of. Um, uh, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I had a name that was going to make me sound really cool, but I fucking completely forgot it. Uh, wow, you're so educated, Sean. Yeah, right? Thank you. <laughs> Hammer movies, you guys know? All right. Uh, but he's one of maybe like, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of comparing him to uh, the other Michael. Michael. I, I can do Michael Kite. Maybe. <laughs> I'll Michael. I'm Michael Kite. Michael Kite. Uh, I read the first page, and then I read the last page. <laughs> and if I'm on both pages, I do the fucking movie. <laughs> oh if the paycheck can <laughs> allow me for to make to buy a helicopter, I'm going to do the movie. I do the movie. <laughs> uh, but Michael Goff as Alfred, maybe my favorite Alfred if if none other from this from this movie because he goes on through four Batman's three or four yeah. Batman's uh, the reason I love it so much is because it feels like a continuation of the same universe to some yeah. sort of degree even though you know it's not I get that but it's like it feels that way I love that continuity of him Commissioner Gordon like it, it kind of it, it it brought me back into a little bit of a safe place every now and again <laughs> when you're just like boy this movie's getting rough <laughs> <laughs> oh but there's my Alfred oh yeah. thank god Alfred's here <laughs> he's, he's our rock man yeah, he, they are he does everything for him yeah and like even especially just like putting a, like a, a, a champagne glass on the pool table he, and he comes in and swoops just in he's following like, nope, I got you, you motherfucker he just, he's like I don't know what to do with this pen I'll just stab it into this thing <laughs> yeah. he's, he is he's cleaning up after him constantly yeah and go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Stinged it. This is why I like Keaton's Bruce Wayne is because he kind of is almost helpless without yeah. Alfred yeah. and everything else. He has a one track mind, you know, and uh, and he's borderline helpless. He he if, if Alfred picks up after him all the way through. Yeah. He he doesn't sit in specific rooms. He's never been in a, <laughs> some rooms of his own house. You know what I mean? Like this is why I like him and why it's so believable. And as we go into when he's walking behind uh, Vicky Vale and, and Alex, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Alexander Knox. 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 Sorry. Yeah. When he's walking be- behind uh, yeah. Vicky and Knox, and it's I love that. That's my favorite part of him is because he's he's almost like a more nerdy 
Playboy. He is. He's yeah. not not the eccentric okay. Playboy. Yes. Yes. And that's why I like his Good Bruce point. Wayne. He actually probably prefers to be alone. In fact, yeah. he's probably like never actually he hasn't slept with many women. Like he just literally fell in love with Vicky on first yeah. glance. Right. Like th- he's thinking about telling her that he's Batman after one date. Yeah. Like he's just like I'm just trying he to He doesn't fall pursue in love, man. women. He yeah. kind of waits when they exactly. come along. Yeah. yeah. I I like that a lot too. And and his introduction is I I like when Alex Alexander Knox is like, oh, can I get a grant? You know, kind of being a bit yes, dickhead. Yes, exactly. But then, like, he leaves and he says, oh, and actually give, give, give Knox, Knox a, a grant. grant. Yeah, and, great. and then he's, like, talking shit to him when he's behind the mirror. <laughs> I know. And he's like, yeah, well, this guy, he probably fucking shits gold or something like that. But he just gave you an un- amount, uncertain, uncertain amount of money for a grant, and you're talking shit still? Yeah. Like, Well, you can go ahead and just get wasted on the six more cases of champagne <laughs> yeah. he just opened six, up for six everybody. Sound good? Six, six sound good? So, Six, that, uh, that's all works fine. Six sound good. Do you think? Do you <laughs> yeah. think I've been working on. It. I haven't really like come to terms with this, but do you feel like Michael Keaton's Batman is an inner cry for help? Like he doesn't want to continue to be Batman. That he wants the world to know about him being Batman, and he wants people to put two and two together because he's almost going to tell Vicky Vale after one sexual encounter. Yeah. He wants to tell her that he's Batman, and like by giving Alexander Knotts Knox the grant. Is he hoping that he will f- uncover that he is Batman? I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm there with you, man, Kay. because it's like it does seem like that. Even though, and it's interesting because it's the first like film Batman, right? And so, I mean, I know there yeah. was the Adam West, going that way. Adam West corny one, but like there was this one. But in the Dark Knight, uh, uh, Rise of the Dark Knight, or something by Frank Miller, like he's an old Batman, yeah, and he's been doing this for a while, you know, yeah. and he's kind of like. Um, I think I'm done with this. I think I'm done. You know, so I, I do agree, and it was heavily influenced off of that. So yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of pointing to that. Well, and also a major difference between the '80s and today. Like everyone would know what the most famous citizen of Gotham City looked like. I would yeah. imagine everyone would understand. And then you got to think if you're a reporter, you probably know what Bruce Wayne looks like. Yet no one. Vicky Vale's like, do you know where Bruce Wayne is? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, and same thing with Knox. Like, Knox does not recognize him. It just seems weird to me that no one knows what Bruce Wayne well, looks Vicky like. Well, Vicky Vale's from out of town, right? So I think it makes sense for her, <laughs> right. but like, maybe not Knox. <laughs> yeah, you Knox, should probably you should know. probably know what Bruce Wayne looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you're going to his party. You should probably know that. I was uh, I was watching this go through, and like I was like, wow, this is this is still very eighties. Vicky Vale is working her way through. It's like that's crowded in here and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it is fucking crowded when you're wearing a fucking gypsy wedding dress. You're wearing what a the, wedding dress. What the hell are you wearing? I was I was just like, this is insane to me. <laughs> like, uh, are you are kidding you, me? Are you hot? <laughs> are you hot right now? Yes, you are. Oh yeah, you There's, are hot. Oh. In more ways than one, but that's besides the point, okay? <laughs> hey, I also want to apologize on The Shining when I asked if Stanley Kubrick's daughter's hot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to apologize for that. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. I just don't want to answer. <laughs> somebody somebody, <laughs> somebody even was like, yeah, Sean, is she? I'm still kind of wondering, but that's fine. Mike, Mike's the one who you said guys, it, so I don't have to apologize You guys for will never do it, but just watch it behind the scenes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many VHS tapes he goes through for security. Why is there, th- why is there three of them focused on the same room? 
and the clarity of and the it was audio. Them. The clarity oh of the audio when he's zooming in on Commissioner Gordon talking to the cop. We got it in a room full tip. of five hundred people. Yeah, they're all talking. Everyone's smoking and drinking and shit. Everyone's having a good time, and it still cuts right through. <laughs> Who's on it? Eck- Eckhart. Oh my god! Son of a bitch! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> New guys in the corner puking his guts out. Guts out. <laughs> Oh my god! He says, "Oh my god!" like four times when he, he, when he finds out it's Eckhart. He does. And I love like it's like I'm going to tell you this right now. It's like nobody gets that close to even like somebody you know. Like I don't. I, I've never walked up to Mike and wrapped my arms around him and been like, "Tell me, son. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what." Well, times are different nowadays. Times are different. Yeah. Sean can't record this week. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what it's like, right? Can't do it without me, right? Well, right. you know, uh, before we move on, yes. you know, you know that at that party they were serving Cedar Ridge. You know what you they were. You got to be. I mean, like if you're if you're the highest class person in the world, yeah. in Gotham City, like you're only going to serve the best. Yeah. Which obviously we've been telling you about is Makes Cedar sense. Ridge. Jesus Christ. Cedar Ridge whiskey is the number one selling bourbon in the entire state of Iowa, and it is growing insanity. It was Distillery of the Year in 2017. They are in our backyard. We're recording in Swisher, Iowa, just sure. south of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They're literally in our freaking back door. Yeah. They have the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. They are yeah. a winery. It started as a winery and then literally fell into making the best whiskey. I guess we'll just try whiskey. I guess we'll just like knock this whiskey out of the park and be the best yeah. in the world. Why not? You guys should try them. The best part about this is Sean and AJ really, I don't really think they liked whiskey that much. You when, did. I uh, did. And now they're both, I mean, AJ just took a huge shot and is now pouring another drink of it. We love this stuff, especially when we're talking about the warm feelings that the nostalgia brings us from talking about these movies. We really hope you'll go to a local store, pick up a bottle yourself, try it based on our recommendation. If your local distributor doesn't have it, go online to cedarridgewhiskey.com. You can literally order it to your door. You couldn't do this a couple years ago. You can do this now. I mean, you cannot go wrong. Bur- Bourbon, I was actually at a restaurant last night, and I had two different whiskey drinks. They were both made with Cedar Ridge because they are so freaking good. Uh, flagship Bourbon's incredible. If you're looking for some recommendations, the um, quintessential single malt. Like, I don't even like scotch. I love their single malt. Scotch is great. Yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of scotch scotch, but yeah. the single malt from Cedar Ridge is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, anything they have to do with Slipknot, they've got so many different types of whiskey that they've made with Slipknot. Heretic the number at them, spit it out, but don't spit it out because it's really good. Exactly. So please go check them out. Sorry to interrupt you with an ad. We're going to have a little cheers here. That's fine. If you're looking at our YouTube, you'll see that we actually do drink copious amounts of Cedar Ridge while about we're that? here. Give Batman a little bit. Let him try some. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, well, Cedar Ridge. I got gotcha. to tell you, they, uh, they love their Cedar Ridge. They must be drinking a ton of it because this is the absolute worst craps table etiquette I've ever seen in my okay. life. Okay. Okay. All right. He's just, the, the guy's not even, he's just throwing the dice back at the And people are just throwing money on the table. They're just like, yeah. here, $10 on the table. I don't know where it landed. I've and never by the understood. way, craps at all so like all the random shit on the table i'm just like i guess yeah is this a chaotic game let me tell you right now everybody would be losing their absolute minds if okay. people were blowing yes. on the dice okay even. okay <laughs> you, you don't so you don't you do that? don't do, don't that. do that it's bad luck I've, they do I, that in I, movies i've seen that happen and they make you put the dice most people will make you put the dice back on the table and choose new dice <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about some real crazy shit that happens at fucking craps tables. I don't have a problem, okay? <laughs> but I'm talking about some crazy stuff. Gamblers. 
that that happens on craps tables, and this is just the worst craps table etiquette okay. I've ever seen in my life. And then you got Commissioner Gordon, who's talking to people. He's just like, "Well, we better get out of here." It's like it's your shot. Oh, shit, he was on a heater. <laughs> Where was your money at? He was on a heater. <laughs> Never walk away from the table during a heater. That's right. Here comes the heater. He's <laughs> right. I'm telling you. It's really upsetting, guys. Well, let's move this on. Huh? Are we at Axis? We're chemi- moving to it right okay, now. Okay, cool. So at Axis Chemicals, Jack and his men are ambushed by Eckhart and his officers. Batman arrives and corners Napier, but Jack falls into a vat of chemicals. Oof. Batman escapes before Gordon's team can apprehend him. It turned out that Napier has managed to survive, but he is disfigured. Jack then returns to Grissom's penthouse, revealing his newly changed face. He calls himself the Joker and kills Grissom. Meanwhile, Vicky and Bruce share a nice evening in Wayne Manor. So this whole access chemicals thing. Um, this whiskey. Yeah. yeah well, we're having a good time. I don't think I can drive home. It's a Sunday. All right. I got a bed. You can stay in. All cool. right. Thanks, man. Yeah. We're all having a good time. Oh, go ahead. Access <laughs> chemicals. Oh, Sean is talking. Sorry. I don't know what it is about like this movie in particular. And like I don't know if it's like they're they're aping kind of gangster movies back in the day, kind of like this, like the 1930s, like James Cagney-ish kind of a uh, bit of it, but like the gunshots yeah. in this are like I don't know if they pumped him up to just blow out all of the theater speakers in the world when they showed this, but like it is so loud and all of the, the ricochets are incredible. That's what I remember most about this movie. I gotta say, Roger Ebert made a point in uh, his full review that is just like. Like everything except for like this story that I cannot attach to. He's like the set design, all this good stuff. And by the way, you're blowing out every freaking speaker <laughs> with all the sound design of just everything was the breaking glass, the gunshots. It is it's, amplified. It's insane how much louder it was than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, I just noticed it. I mean, I, it's ingrained in my mind as a kid, but like this time around, I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking turning ah, it down, you know? Ah. Yeah. I guess back in the day, I, I was totally cool with this Joker origin story. Okay. But now, now knowing where we are in the world and other explorations of the Joker origin story, this is my least favorite. Yeah. I, I do not like this idea of like Jack Napier, he's the cool gangster until he falls in a vat of chemicals. Right. And he, guess what? He doesn't drown. And I guess he used to be a, a family man. <laughs> yeah. and I, turns out he doesn't drown because from lack of air, he just falls into this vat of chemicals, which somehow then goes into Shut, a lake. Sh- like look, flush like goes into a flushes lake. into a lake. And <laughs> I just I don't like. And then they're like, oh, all it did to him was give him green fingernails. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but this is a pretty common problem in my world: is falling into vats of chemicals. Luckily Where, for me, it's normally it's just essential oils. Did but, you think this was going to be yeah, a bigger yeah, issue? Yeah. Yeah, I really thought that falling in from scaffolding was going to be a bigger problem in my life as a kid watching this. Uh, there's just, now all you got to worry about is putting on your patchouli in the morning. Yeah, and, and the fact that there is, in fact, open vats of yeah, chemicals. It doesn't make much sense. Well, <laughs> like, I don't understand like what his defense was going to be like of just like turning on everything that he could. Yeah, like he doesn't understand no. the ins and outs of this company. Like, it's just, like, is that just his distraction? Like everything's just like blowing up, and if, he's like, I'm going to amplify the boiling. Yeah, if I take thing. this axe to this thing that I don't know what's inside of it, which I'm he's sure good it's with axes, fine. as we've as wow. we discovered. As we know. Wow. <laughs> You think that's in his contract wow. too? It's like, yeah, I need to work, use an axe I, I so people to know I've axe. been a volunteer firefighter for a long time. Uh, Did, yeah. Question for you: Did Batman let him go on purpose? Uh, I, dude, I watched this a second time today, 
And I believe he did. There, there's a weird couple cuts on the. On, okay, it's on Jack. It's on Batman. It's on Jack. Then it's like back to Batman, and he kind of goes, mm-hmm. yeah. And he just sort of lets him go. His, I mean, like it's hard to just dis, like distinguish his facial reactions through the like, that at the actual cowl like that he's got going on. But like you're right, it does seem like because it, it the editing seems like he did that on purpose. Right, I I'm gonna. I never thought that as a kid ever. And I with, thought, oh man, your, he tried to save him, but with the whole Dark Knight thing, and he's kind of aging. He's an aging Batman at this point. Yeah. Like it would kind of make sense. He's like, I don't give a fuck at this point. Let this guy go, and this is over. Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, he just saw Vicky Vale. He's fell in love with her at first yeah. sight. You know, he like maybe he's just, maybe he just like wants out. He just like, kill a bunch of criminals, and then yeah. we're done. Yeah, I, but- I think you're right. By the way, he's he's axing dudes in this movie. He is killing like, people. He is body, ki- I heard the body count's like above 50 for <laughs> Batman, Dude. which, by the way, Batman doesn't kill people. He doesn't, kill, he doesn't kill shoot people. guns, and we'll get to that yeah. later, too. Yeah, it, apparently he's got a lot of... He's breaking a lot of rules in his old age. <laughs> And uh, and I don't know. I I think uh, I I don't know that he like let him go on purpose. But at the same time, he I can't even. I'm not. No, I'm not going to. I don't, I don't know, want man. to. Yeah. Can we can we just let's just talk about okay. Let's take this time to talk about Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Okay. What are your thoughts now that he is the Joker? Going back and looking at this, is this just the performance of a lifetime that we all thought it was? Or is this just not even hold a candle to the modern day Jokers that we now know? It doesn't hold a candle to Heath Ledger, for sure. It's it's not even in the same universe. It's not, but it is like so. This movie is like the comic book version. Yes, you know, right? And it's with, like the middle ground almost, right? It kind of is. And then like the Nolan Heath Ledger thing is like the grounded. He's a human being. It seems, and like when this movie, it just seems like he's straight off the panel of a comic book, and it works. Fucking perfectly in this in this kind of universe. Am I, I wrong? No, no. I think you just have to decide, especially if you're going to watch it nowadays and revisit this movie. I think you just have to decide what kind of like what universe are you going to live in? Yeah. for the Joker. Yeah, because we know the cartoon. We know Jack Nicholson. We know Heath Ledger. We know Jared Leto. There's you know? Mark Hamill as in Mark the Hamill. It's amazing. You oh, know, jeez. Uh, you know, you think about all. It's just you have to choose. Like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to tunnel vision into this version of it. I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, if you're if you're trying to open it up to the other ones, they're completely different versions of of the Joker. And yeah. aptly so, you know, like Absolutely. you, you kind of want to change it up. And I think f- coming like from whatever, uh, what, who was it, George something uh, in in the TV series, coming from that to this, like the maniacal laughter, his, and even coming off of The Shining, dude, yeah. like it is just kind of perfect, and like he's. Perfect casting. Completely. No like, no one else could have played this. Like we said in The Shining, no like every role that Jack Nicholson takes, he was born to play. It's it's true. I think he I think he knows how to how to do that for himself, essentially. Yeah. I think that's a big part of, of his casting in general. And uh it's tough to imagine. I know I said earlier, like, yeah, I would love to have Robin Williams do this, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams had a much different career path. It would have been way different. Um, even though like with the shining, now the Joker <laughs> Yeah, it's like, weird, right? It's kind of crazy that they were up for kind of the same roles essentially to a degree. And I think I think it was a it was a good path for Jack Nicholson, and it is absolutely iconic. He warned Heath Ledger about the role. That's right. Uh, even wow, uh, really? Yeah, he he talked to Heath Ledger actually about the role of the Joker, and it can mess with your psyche. He's he told him he's like it will play with you because you have Yikes, to be. That's frightening. You have to be a certain way. So yeah, I love him as the Joker, but 
but again, there there are some cool like the maniacal laughter parts, the parts where he really seems unhinged, mm-hmm. are are so perfect. But then there's just some there's some we'll get to it as the goes on. There's a few things that are just like eh. I agree with you. Like even just the, at this point, was like Bob, remember you are my number one. Yeah, I, I do like um, yeah, okay. Did yeah. You, you do you know that though? Like he's he's doing what Jack plays to exactly. him, but and still, I think it's funny. Um, I think it's funny. Yeah, it just, it just, <laughs> I, it's funny, but it's just like, man, I just, I'm not scared of this joke. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh I okay. guess like yeah. is what I'm trying to say is like, I don't feel like he's gonna do anything weird as yeah. long as I just stay away from him. But yeah. where, where the other Joker is like, I'm legitimately terrified at to be what in their presence. mind to be in the same city as this person. I see. You I, know? I, I get you. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. And it's funny that, that we bring up Bob as, as his number one or whatever. It's like his, like his best friend. It was, right? In real life. He's, he suggested that he be cast so he could be a little, little bit more comfortable. I actually like Bob in this role. I do, too. I, so too. I like him in every movie that he's in. I, I yeah. can't name him all right now, but like I, he's, a, he's a cool cool little character actor. It's I like wall. him a lot. So while this is ha- after this is happening, you know, uh, Batman was able to just straight up kill someone, gotcha. multiple people, and then he's like, "Well, I got that date. I'm going to go on the date. I you know, go on a date so with Vicky Vale." Yeah. <laughs> and hey, want to come over to my house to have <laughs> soup? Soup? How's the soup? <laughs> what? What a move! So I, I did, I did it again to Mi- to Michael Keaton's uh, <laughs> prowess. Right? He like. They were in that room, and like that was him improvising when he goes, to tell you the truth, I've never been in this room before. <laughs> yeah. That's very Michael Keaton. Yeah. Love the way he acted that whole scene. At the opposite end of yeah. this long table. It's you like, pass the salt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding to, like, Alfred does everything for him, too, when they're like, do you want to get out of here? You want, you want to go to a different room in this 100-yard <laughs> house, you know? Um, and then they go to the kitchen, I guess, and it's like, Alfred, soup was a no-go. So we're gonna need you to make like a, a seven course like kind of yeah. linguine meal for us. So if you could just do that, he's like, yeah. And then and then he's like talking to him, yeah. talking to him both of them or whatever. He's like, yeah. He when he's a little kid, he used to wipe his ass or whatever. And you can tell Bruce Wayne is just like, okay, don't you have a nap to take? You are literally the epitome of a cock block right now, and I need you to fucking go. I think you Alfred, know this doesn't happen much for me, okay? So let's. Can you just move along? I think Alfred is hoping it doesn't work out between Bruce Wayne and her because Alfred thinks he has a chance. He, oh, Alfred gives her. <laughs> Alfred gi- gives her a couple looks throughout the movie, and also he's like, you you realize how special and awesome this girl is. You're gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin it. I'm gonna swoop and in. I'm gonna swoop in. Just, I think Alfred wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he's like been it. living his I, whole life, and he doesn't get vacations and stuff like. Hey, he doesn't like even when the, she does the uh, walk of shame, quote yeah. unquote. She she does. It's not shameful for her. It's not no. shameful for him either. No. He's like, I don't care what the fuck happened. I don't yeah. give a shit. I, that's that's an interesting hot take. Uh, you know, Alfred's just after the V. That's that's weird. The the, the, the double V. The double V. Yeah. The double V. That's an interesting take. Triple V. Triple V. <laughs> Vicky Vale vagina. He's just, he's I'm just, just gonna say there, it. He's just out there triangle hunting. Sounds, like a, sounds like a Vin <laughs> Diesel movie. <laughs> Triple V. Triple V. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. I hate it. All right. Last thing on this scene though. Uh, dumb, 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 dumb. He really sleeps like a bat. First of all, first of all, in the same fucking room as a woman, he's he's gonna be like, well, I would like to get some sleep too. Let me go hang upside down. <laughs> Imagine if in you the woke same up, room, you just met this woman. Yes, and 
imagine well let's say let, let's row reversal you just met a woman and you bed her in her bed let's say and, and then, then you woke up to her hanging upside down yes. yeah you wouldn't like no. freak out or ask any questions or anything it's like oh that's normal How? but also he's not a fucking bat yeah <laughs> why does he have to sleep upside down it's a, it's there's a, not there <laughs> It's a blood the, flow. It's thing. not like a Spider-Man <laughs> thing where he got eaten by a he got bit by a spider. There's nothing to do. Correct me. Am I wrong? Dude, it lasted more than four hours, so he's got to let the blood he's flow right, to his brain. It's a blood flow and thing, not man. his other brain. That's right. I'm I, I see. You said he's an aging Batman. I don't know. I, you all, wow. whatever, guys. I, wow. <laughs> This is going on TikTok. Like he's, a, he's a creature of habit, okay? We can end it right here. <laughs> we can, okay, what do you guys think about the movie? <laughs> All right, so scene four. Shit. Back in the criminal underworld, the Joker asserts control of Grissom's operation. Many thugs disagree with Joker but are quickly killed. Vicky grows curious about Bruce and tries to dig up information on him. The Joker makes himself known to the city by terrorizing a press conference. Using a combination of dangerous chemicals, the Joker creates a chemical known as Smilex. Mm. Combined with any normal household product, it causes a person to die of laughter. The Joker develops an interest in Vicky Vale and ambushes her at a dinner at the Museum of Art. Batman rescues her and they are chased by the Joker and his goons. They eventually escape into the Batmobile and arrive at the Batcave where Batman gives Vicky the information about Smilex to talk to the presses nice how many tvs do you think the joker goes through on a weekly basis and is that is that punching machine like is that what it's intended for right when he gets mad we don't see it ever again i feel like if it's at that level it's also intended for punching somebody in the nuts nut shot yeah but but he must go through. He shoots TVs. How many TVs he got, man? I don't know. And they, that, they weren't. They, they were. They were kind of expensive back then. The punching in glove thing could be kind of like a data thing, like where he hides it in his like belt oh, or gotcha. something like that yeah. and punches it's up. It's just kind of a. It's a weird thing to well, me. Well, we also go? established a cool thing in the '80s was to get like. 18 different 10 inch televisions. Right. Put them all side by side, but then put the same thing on every television. You're the villains. Right. Yeah. So, like, and, and Batman right. does this too. He's got like eight televisions. They all have the same thing on it when you could just get one. Right. Because you're not watching, you're not making it bigger. You're just, it's just an individual image on each TV. So, it's true. So, what like Shredder, is, basically. So, what you're saying is the Joker's. <laughs> Budget conscious. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's where I'm getting at. I will Perfect. say the Joker did it right and and got his goons to be like all kind of scrubbed up. He got patches on their jackets. Dude, it's pretty you cool. You know, and he got them like all wearing sunglasses and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. Decking the goons out, which is my yes thing that I'm, on, I'm my prop, <laughs> prop. I'm taking. It's my prop I'm taking from this movie is one of them Joker jackets. Oh, Thank you very much. Goodbye. No. Good night. Well, I'm taking the boombox that they that the dude's got on his shoulder <laughs> the Prince. playing Prince songs. <laughs> like I want that boombox. I am taking the gas mask that Vicky Vale Nice. Is. Okay. Yeah. Looks like a nut cup, but yeah, you're Correct. right. Yeah, yeah. Very it useful does. for when the next wave comes. It's a little it's a little bit of a nod to, you know, <laughs> no, you can't. Nope. You cannot take the Batmobile. Yes, you can. <laughs> Actually, then I want the Bat Wing. The Bat Wing. The Bat Wing. Oh, yeah. No, that's too. We like normal stuff. We like. <laughs> Listen, Bruce we make Wayne's a lot balls? of money. We make a lot of money on this podcast. We can buy Batmobiles, but, right, but right. like getting the little unique totally. things, that's what we want. We just kind of yeah. want to, you know. I need to be able Relate to, store to little it. people out there. I need to be able to store it, you know, like and so. <laughs> so that's I, I take I Bruce Bruce Manor, <laughs> yeah, Wayne Manor. Yeah, duh. <laughs> There, you know what? I'm taking Alfred. He's basically an object. 
treats him as one. There were a, there were a couple cool uh, callbacks from the Joaquin Phoenix Joker to this. Mm. There were there were two of them in particular. Um, so in this movie, the Joker Smilex commercial says, "So remember, put on a happy face." Thirty years later, yeah. twenty nineteen Joker, that phrase became Arthur Fleck motto. Mm. He said that. So remember, That's put right. on a happy face. Also, when they're in this little dinner party mm-hmm. where they 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 gas everyone and he comes to get Vicky Vale. Right. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker is seen um, looking at a painting and he goes, nope. Yeah. I, I, it's called The Boy in Blue. It was created by artist Thomas Gainsborough in 1700. That same artwork, that same painting is hanging up in Arthur Fleck's uh, room. No shit. Wow. Okay. Nice now, little nod. Now, now, people have said that there was not intended to be any Easter eggs in the new Joker. Like, in fact, the director's like, no, this is a n- unique thing. But, like, that's a crazy coincidence. Oh, come coincidence. on. That is yeah. fun. It's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Huh. Maybe they're making their same references or something, but I don't yeah. know. We were talking about the goons of of the Joker, and I gotta I've gotta open up a couple lines of dialogue here, guys. Number one, um, if I see mimes coming out of nowhere in town, and they're just like just nowhere, I'm just like I'm I'm swinging. So all you street performers and buskers, beware! I am swinging if I see this many mimes come out of the woodwork. Right, really good mimes too. for no reason. Wonderful mimes, and and then at the same time, if I was one of these guys, I'd be like, "Wait, we're we're doing what? <laughs> Why are we dressing up as mimes? Why are we doing this? This is the shit I want to see in a movie. Like, yeah, I want to see the behind. The, I want to see <clears throat> the yeah. conversation we between gotta, Joker and those guys. Yeah." He's like, this is what we're gonna do. Right. So we're and putting, also, but I also bought you these sweet jackets. Correct. We're putting out some some job descriptions out there. So we, yeah. we're gonna need some people who are either gun trained or mimes <laughs> or mime trained or both. Yeah, preferably both. But we can train on. We the can job. do some training. Yeah, which one's more important? <laughs> on the job training for mimes and guns. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, we're not talking about miming a gun. We're talking about real guns. No, no. You need like, to be well versed in a Thompson wait, machine gun. Well, now I'm just confused. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't and don't you think the police presence that is there would be like, dudes? Okay, I don't know if you're seeing this, but there's like ten different mimes walking out there's of the crowd heading towards us. Huh? Yeah. We should probably take care of that. You know what? Let's see what happens. So okay, over now. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> So so after after they they do the mime stuff then yeah you you see all these guys who are wearing these like dope members only jackets and they got like hats and and I'm like I I'm trying to imagine uh, it has to be Bob right it's got to be Bob who's calling up and saying like hey do you guys do like custom jackets <laughs> and like, Joker's not making these calls <laughs> like, yeah he's not making these calls wait, wait AJ you own a, a screen printing company what if somebody yeah. called you up they're like all hey. right listen <laughs> listen I need some jackets we have a club um it's kind of like a chaos club but uh oh cool tell me a little bit more about that that's awesome yeah it's like i can not i can but well we need a bunch of them we it's like well what size i need a size breakdown and then what's the design the moment they sent over the design i'd be like oh no (laughs) (laughs) we need we need at least 150 leather jackets with the patches and uh yeah if you could actually can we send over some stickers for our thompson machine guns yeah That'd be uh, great. Do you, do you make purple suits? Do you? Do you uh, I'm sorry, we don't. We aren't tailors. Oh, we'll here, go, okay, we'll get that somewhere else. Then. <laughs> like, Boss we, needs one. We we actually don't do embroidery, but we. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they it's, had to call pretty, somebody to get these made. That, that's the kind of shit I want to know about. <laughs> it's the sh- it's a shock to me that Knox hasn't been killed yet. 
Yeah. Because actually, when he's when he's interviewing these uh, 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 gangster guys on Capitol Hill, yeah, on Gotham City steps or whatever. That's a good point. He's like making fun of them and shit, yep. and it's like that's like prime suspect of we need to get rid of this guy because he's telling the truth about us. You Bloody journos, man. Yeah. Yeah. I him and how Bruce Wayne is just there and he's not flinching at all. Dude, he gets shot he in the shoulder. Sh- yeah. yeah. Takes a shot. And nothing happens. And he's Why? It's so like it's it's like I like this but I don't because he's basically he maybe he's thinking to himself like, "Oh, I'm I've been shot a 100 times. Like I'm Batman. Like I've been Shot a bunch of times in the bat suit, but like his his thought process is changing over from Bruce Wayne to Batman. He's just being analytical. And then if I was somebody else, like Vicky Vale, I'd be like, "What the hell is this psycho doing?" <laughs> there was gunshots. He gunshots. Got you got shot. Didn't even flinch. Yeah. Nothing. I saw him sleeping upside down last night. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that start to make you go, huh. Technically, he should be spurting blood out of his shoulder because yes. it's all there right now. Yeah. He's not wearing the bat suit underneath his jacket. No. So what the fuck? All I can say, guys, is this town needs an enema. <laughs> okay. This podcast needs an enema. This podcast. Uh, one quick thing. The, the party, the this little party montage of three minutes, you know, where they like walk in and they're destroying paintings. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the shit I don't like about this. Movie. I don't like it either. I just, yeah. the, the look how wacky I am. I'm the joker. I'm so wacky. And like, my guys I don't, are just as jokies. And like print songs. Yeah. So it's John just, Peters, the producer, like high, like, they, they wanted to get, Prince and Michael Jackson in on this bullshit, but Michael Jackson was like, I'm touring and and I have Neverland stuff to do. Ask um, Prince, he's a weirdo. Yeah, Prince, <laughs> they got Prince to make some music for this, <laughs> and it's literally just a three minute music yeah. video, and it's it doesn't need to be there. So the, this is one of my only knocks on the movie is that this movie was conceived and bought and paid for before it was even made. Yep. Merchandise was made. Oh, they knew what they had. Music was made. Everything was made before this and ready to go for this. And it's, that's right. fine. That's fine. If it's entertaining a movie, I don't care about that. But like, yeah. if it's just a cash grab, then fuck you. But And Tim Burton didn't like this either. He's, oh. he, he didn't want... Prince doing music for this at all, and but he was you know ad- adhesive to the fucking uh, producers of it all. <laughs> I heard I heard someone say this. Man, I wish I knew who said this, but they were like having Prince write music for Batman would be like having Kanye West write music for the, for like the new Batman that we're about ready to go see. Like that that's how fucking weird this is. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. By the way, he's got Danny Elfman working on stuff. Got too. Danny Elfman ready to go. Oh man! I mean, catchy as they are, because it's fucking Prince. It's, yes, don't get me wrong. Prince Great is songs. amazing. Yeah, but it's just like it, it takes, doesn't fit. It doesn't. And I, I'm supposed to be scared of the Joker. I'm not scared of this. I mean, this is this is a better dinner idea than soup. I would say, like <laughs> yeah. gassing everybody. It's kind of more romantic. I would say, gassing everyone and just like it's it's, it's just you and I, baby. It's just you, you know? and I now. You, you know how I talk shit about uh, the gal from The Matrix and how she goes not like this and how she has the worst fall ever. <laughs> yeah, it's the second worst fall ever. The wait, the waiter that <laughs> the gets waiter. gas yeah. goes. Like, it's like the sight of it disgusts him, and he, <laughs> yeah. he faints. Like what? It does oh. the- <laughs> It's huh? so uh, bad. Oh, what is that gas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so then they leave. Now we got to talk Batmobile. This this is 
this is maybe hearsay. This is the best Batmobile ever. I, I don't agree. give a shit about any of your other Batmobiles. I agree. This is the Batmobile. It's the most iconic. It's I think. so cool. Yeah, it, it is. It, it really is. It still takes me back to like, yeah, who built that? But at the same time, don't care. They got all the wings on there. They got the, the, the jet turbine the and like you know, like the long, obnoxious hood of this thing. Like, what's this engine pack? They literally it's just awesome. they literally just like got scrounge up parts from several different cars. I don't know. I, I forget what the like the main chassis was. I don't know if anybody has that. It note. was something. Yeah, it was like yeah. just a regular. It was some, like a some old car. Chevy Impala. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But then like the lights were like from a just like a regular Chevy like, Malibu. It was or like something a Honda like Civic or something. Honda yeah. Civic. I think you're right. And it was just and they just invert. They turned them upside down and put them in there. Yeah. And then Tim Burton was like, they're too white, so they just painted them uh, yellow. Like literally just put paint on them. And they got a jet engine, like a legit jet engine on the back and like Ferrari lights on the back to like circle lights because they wanted it to be the same yep. shape as a jet engine. It's just like they just scrounge everything up. And there you go. <laughs> These I mean, were the moments as a kid that I was just like, oh, my God, this movie's so awesome. You're just like, holy shit. Holy I have, shit, yeah. I, I still have, because it, it's not in this movie, but in the sequel, when it when it breaks off and turns into a missile, yep. Batman Returns, I have that car. Fucking so awesome. you can press a button, and, and, and the two things like, oh. veer off, and you can have just the Bat Missile, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, the Bat <laughs> <the> Missile. <laughs> Tell me the most Tim Burton scene of this entire movie. Oh, it's literally when the car is driving through the, the Tim Burton woods and leaves are flying. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is Tim Burton and it yeah. is so epically Tim Burtonly awesome when that when that <laughs> fucking car is flying through the woods and a million miles an hour and leaves are flying everywhere. Like where where's I, his mansion at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like and and by the and way, doesn't she know that I, she's like that's Tim? <laughs> isn't that Bruce Wayne's mansion? Yeah, exactly. That I was just at? <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like she's she's totally coherent and conscious for this whole thing. She's like, oh, I've taken this road before. <laughs> oh, I t- that's Bruce Wayne's. Road. Wait a second. Well, and the thing Bruce? is, he didn't even need to bring her to Bruce no. Wayne Manor at all. No, he didn't. He j- he could have just like taken the film from her and knocked her the fuck out and put her on her bed. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't even we didn't, she didn't even. Do Need to see the Batcave, yeah. but I guess like she, he's in love with no, her, and he wants her to find out. But if secretly. you're in love with a woman, you don't ask how much they weigh. I'm just, I'm just saying that, right? Like, and you don't weigh 108 pounds. You're beautiful, Kim. Serious faux pas. You are beautiful, but you do not weigh 108 pounds. No. Yeah. It's just like how much do you weigh? What the fuck, asshole? Uh, yeah, ah! 108 pounds. This relationship isn't gonna last. I could have told you that. He's it's starting <laughs> on toxic questions and her lying. So yeah, you know. Then he's like, see the thing, see the thing on my on my belt. Grab that. He's like, you fucker, you're a pervert. <laughs> you grab it. You grab it. He also is like, grab this, and then within a millisecond before she had time to even react. Wait, what? Hang on. Wait. <laughs> explain this real quick. I yeah. need like, is there a button that could take me up or down? Like, I just need to know. Oh, I'm dead already. Okay. By the way, I think he's seriously overestimating her upper body strength. Of course, in this entire movie, <laughs> yes, yes, she's hanging up there for how long? And was she she pulled herself up? I didn't know she was on fucking Ninja Warrior. Didn't know. Jesus, and then she had, and he has the audacity. He's like, "You weigh a little bit more than 108 pounds." He's like, well, yeah. it's the all soup diet that you have me on right now, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Like, can we eat something else? <laughs> Jesus Christ. A lot of sodium, okay? <laughs> yeah. Water retention. God. <laughs> the thing that always got me as a kid that still gets me now that they didn't put much thought into is they get back to the Batcave, and he's like, I figured out the Smilex, and here's here's the information. Yeah. Here's what, it turns out that uh, hairspray mixed with lipstick and perfume is the, is the killer. Yep. That's God. it. Huh? Literally what she's wearing. Yeah. 
She mm. has she the has whole movie. lipstick, perfume, and hairspray on from here on out. She's and, Vicky Vale. She's got the <laughs> she's got the antidote. Right. <laughs> and they just nope. Does Smilex? Smilex? What did they say? Like Smilex only killed like eighteen people. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a, it's not working out very well. <laughs> so this is this isn't pandemic. Network. Yeah, it's like talking about COVID. Point zero zero one percent of people died. <laughs> I'm still gonna risk it. <laughs> Let's talk about skewed numbers. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, that's how this would go. Own. If if Smilex was real nowadays, that's how it would go. They'd that's like, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You I are know. the Joe Rogan of this podcast. You are. You are. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, all right, what do you say, boys? You want to get on the last Let's scene? Do it. Well, you might as well. I mean, it's very pretty suggestive when when he's like, "I have you have one other thing I want." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Oh, and you just left her on the bed. I Your don't like tits. this." Didn't didn't and even like put her on her back and no. like comfy under a pillow no, or something. No, no, no blankets or anything. <laughs> just left her there all exposed and and definitely copped a feel on the way out with that film. Got so, to. yeah. Got to. <laughs> All right, so final scene. Bruce wants to tell Vicky that he's Batman, but they're interrupted by the Joker. During a press conference about the 200th anniversary gala, the Joker takes over and proposes a vicious plan to get Batman to appear. Bruce, having figured out the Joker resp- responsible for killing his parents, goes on a rampage, first destroying the chemical plant and then ruining the Joker's attack on Gotham. The Joker takes Vicky on top of a building. Batman arrives and is able to rescue Vicky with- while killing the Joker. Gotham is now safe, and the Batman is a hero. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! One of my favorite fucking overacting lines in every fucking movie ever. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. But him, like this, like, uh, Jack Nicholson is a joker. You want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. One of the best lines ever. That could be in Tombstone, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, that is like a Western line, like, last thing that you say to someone before you kill them, and that's what he did. And I feel like in, in like, some other way, if it was almost anyone else, like, delivering it, it would have felt out of place. Yeah. In this particular scene, though. Yeah. Hey, but also, like, he says, that's what I always say to my victims before I kill them. He, didn't say he never to, once said that in the entire movie. He literally didn't say that to anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's strange. Even his parents. He never said it to his parents when he killed them. He didn't say it to Eckhart. He literally said it to no one. Nope. He... he- <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he didn't. I uh, always say this. No, you don't. Yeah, he said it. He said it after his parents. He said it. He says his prey. Yeah. And it's just like, but you just, yeah, you killed a bunch of people and you never You've said that. You've killed a lot of people. I haven't, I've never heard so you say that. So every time, poetry? Every time poem? you were on the news talking to people about your makeup scandal, it was like you never said once. Do you actually also do you guys? I have a, another shade of of lip gloss. It's Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And you guys can yeah. get that right now for half off if you type in the con- confused code <laughs> confused. at checkout. It's fine. What is he talking about? <laughs> a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts happening. Like I think uh, you know. I know that Vicky Vale would be like kind of thinking weird things about um, Bruce Wayne's house, right? And uh, like, oh, he's hanging upside down. It's like we were in a room he's probably never been in. Like we're eating soup, and it's all really fucking weird. <laughs> I would be creeped the fuck out if I walked into Vicky Vale's apartment. Did you see the dolls and weird shit she's got? She's in got her a popcorn bedroom? bowl. She, she doesn't live little. here, right? Isn't she just visiting? Like, is like, this in a is this a hotel? Yeah. Like, what are we? Did in she right travel now? with that stuff? What are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what's happening right now? You just moved in temporarily, but you never go anywhere without your porcelain dolls without any eyes. <laughs> like, what the? What's going on? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's too creepy. And and then and then yeah, you've got um I love Michael Keaton's outburst. It's yeah. brilliant. Yes. And 
it's just it's I definitely saw a little bit of Beetlejuice in there. Hundred, that is the right? Beetlejuice right that's, there. That's, that's Beetlejuice. You see it in his eyes. You hear it in his voice a little bit, man. It's crazy. The way he like says his s's is just like pure Michael Keaton to me. Like he's like, he you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know, he, I don't know he, what it he is. He kind of comes out of it like really quick. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever see Dream Team with Michael Keaton? Love that movie. Okay, yeah, good. Know, and that yeah. came out earlier the year that this came out too. So he was. Oh, okay. He was kind of on a roll at that point, just taking roles, going nuts. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about how. Um, how Alfred literally, <laughs> I mean, there's no easy way to say this. Alfred literally just breaks the wall and goes, up. goes, I'm, t- I'm bringing the girl that you slept with one time that you might be in love with. And I'm just, we're just going to show her where the bat cave is. Right. She's also like into reporting and news media. We're yeah. just going to show her where it is and I'm going to walk away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And his, How fucking Alfred just messes up big time. His I reaction, guess I'll just deal Michael, with him later. Bruce Wayne's <laughs> at, reaction is just like, oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, you're here. You're just dick move, All Alfred. Right, Alfred, dick move, bro. What the fuck? Could you go make some soup, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess we're going to need some soup, <laughs> please. <laughs> some soup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. It's true. <laughs> what well, the fuck? And, and like, so. And, and that's the thing. Bruce Wayne escapes from like I, I'm trying to like timeline this shit. You know what I mean? Because it's like Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne like he kind of escapes from after Joker visits and stuff. By the way, which was not even a kidnapping. He was just showing up with a random box for bullshit, and then he happens to shoot Bruce Wayne, and then he leaves, and then like Alfred brings yeah her to the Batcave. And also, why yeah. didn't why didn't he just like be like, hey, Vicky, I'm okay. Yeah. Where was he running off to? Yeah, he just... <laughs> I need to escape as quick as I can. Right. It's just like, okay, <laughs> like, what is this continuity? What's going on? I don't even yeah. know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I like, agree with you, man. <laughs> that's that, what, that was a big... It's kind of a gripe of mine. Yeah. The end of this movie just sort of kind of drags on a little bit. It's like, yeah, it, it does, especially like... The the, the, the bell tower scene, the, well, parade, the parade, the parade into the into the bell the, tower. The parade was just like another long ass montage, another which Prince is like music video, another Prince music video. It was, and then you've got like the gas is in the balloons, but like, is that the perfect like weight of helium to like keep the balloon? Is there also <laughs> helium in there too? Yeah, and then like by the way, like she gets in the car with the like to protect yourself from the gas yep. and like an old car and rolls up all the windows and like, you know, gas is going to make it in there. And then yeah. when she drives away real quick, yeah. real quick, she crashes into something. You can see the back windows open in her car. <laughs> so like Weird. she was, the windows weren't even closed in her car during this gas thing. Like, she almost kills Knox. I, yeah. I thought she did because I don't, I don't even remember seeing him later on. I don't to be honest. Oh, you see him. Does right. he, I think we do, but I don't remember. It. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Actually, I feel like Knox is dead, and it's her. <laughs> oh fault. no, 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 Knox is alive at the end because he's like <laughs> they go. He goes. Well, how do we call him, Batman? He, oh, that's he's like, right. How do we call Batman? Oh, he is alive. I I've been watching a, 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 another dog of of our friends or whatever, and it's been fucking crazy over at a house. So okay. I've watched this. I've only got to watch this twice, which I usually watch a movie five hundred times before oh, okay. we do it. But watching this scene. I was distracted by one of the dogs or whatever, both of them fucking fighting and shit and stuff. <laughs> and then I turned back. I'm like, is the gas supposed to make people go crazy? Is And then, like, that's why people are, like, piling on her car, and that's why, like, did Knox turn on, on her? Is it like a zombie gas? Does it kill him? Does it 
Because why'd like, she hit him? Know. I don't know why. I, I looked. I looked up and like she was hitting him with yeah. the car, yeah. and he was dying. It's apparently. implied that she was protected from the gas by being in an old car. Yeah, it's implied. So, so yeah, I, we don't even know. I don't know. But he was fine because he had like a handkerchief over his mouth. Right. That's no, right. that 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 filters he, he it out. Wearing his K nineteen or whatever the fuck it is. You know, K nineteen. You only need one level of protection. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. But nope, like, we're talking about COVID now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Shit, dude. And oh, like no. So but my my other thing was like, hey, it's like, hey, it's Joker. This is the, like the last time before he breaks another TV, probably. He's like, it's Joker here. He's like, I know I tried to kill you all previously with all my chemicals and shit, but now I'm just going to offer you a bunch of money. And if you come on out, you'll get a bunch of money. I didn't, I tried to kill you, but now I'm a nice person. And it's just like, this makes people want to go out. Hey, man, I don't wear makeup. I'm going to go get some fucking money. I'm going out like, to the parade and getting some Joker bucks. And where Joker where bucks. are the parents? Where are the parents? <laughs> where are the parents? No, no, where are the cops is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, the, the police force just disappears at, at some point in this movie. They it's are true. just non-existent. It's yeah, true. It's like, they don't want anything to do with it. And, and you're just sitting here, like, wondering, like, oh, yeah, we're going to come out for a parade and a celebration. And, and like, they, there has to be some sort of infrastructure here, right? Because they're nope. all waiting along the sides yeah, of the road. Yeah, did they apply for their permits to they, close the streets down? Correct. Exactly. Like, you know, hey, we're, we, here's our, here's our. So if Joker was going to do a parade, he had to give, like, the route, and the police had to know <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's some problems here, okay? Where did they order those balloons from, too? You got to go exactly. through the proper channel. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I need a, I need a big balloon. That looks like a like a Pinocchio baby, like a penis nose. Like kind of with, thing. yeah, his nose gonna yeah. look like a dong. Can but you then, make the gas come out the end of the penis yeah. nose? Oh, you can't. Oh, okay. Well, but, but, anywhere, okay, well, anywhere will be fine. Yeah, that's fine. As long as it looks like, can he fart it out? <laughs> and it's like, it's like you're. I don't know how you're doing this, man. I gotta say, for a superhero who is like very against killing yeah. and guns in general, he's got. Two fifty cals fixed to his Batmobile that can cut through a person, let alone a yeah. steel door. Right. Also that affixed. That Batwing. Also affixed to his Batwing, which has missiles attached to it that miss. Yeah. <laughs> how do you miss? How does how does that miss? It was kind of a fun thing though. Did it remind you of Dark Knight? That whole kind of conversation. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's shooting at him and he's coming at him with the with the. Yeah, but again, like, what the fuck? How do, how does this? How do you miss? How yeah. does this happen? Yeah, I don't know. It just keeps going on. <laughs> like, the, it just seems to go on for too long. Yeah, and you just have Jack Nicholson dancing on top of this, um, this cathedral. float thing, and the then float, he, and then the, the float, cathedral. And then, yeah, he goes up to the cathedral, and these, and the scene of them going up this bell tower is a long scene. Long time. It's man. a long time, man. It takes forever for this to happen, and. I don't even think most of this scene was supposed to happen. Even that's right. right? Yeah, they, they, like, it was. They, there was like a lot of rewrites, and that's where Warren Scarin came in, the writer of Beetlejuice. He did a lot of rewrites on okay. the script. Um, but even like during filming, Jack Nicholson was just like, "What are we doing up here?" Yeah, and they were telling him like, "I will just get to the top of the bell tower and we'll tell you." Well, and because I don't even think Tim Burton even knew. Yeah, like what was going on because they were still rewriting stuff. That's right, constantly. And Vicky Vale wasn't supposed to go up there. That's right. Like, yeah, she and Kim Basinger kind of lobbied to writers and producers. She's like, "I should kind of be like the crux right. of the whole thing, right?" Right. And so that made its way into the script nonchalant kind of yeah. like that it kind of makes it more like this is supposed to be some sort of 
you know, lo- I don't feel like it's almost like this love triangle or trying to make it a love triangle between Bruce Wayne, Vicky Vale, and Batman. I, and I, I hate that. Yeah, and and I feel like she's not actually attracted to Batman in any sort of way, but I guess Batman is chasing after her. I don't know. No, I'm I'm thinking of it more as this. There's like a love story between. It's a. Joker and Batman are fighting over a woman. I see. This whole thing. And like yeah. Joker, why would Joker give a fuck about like falling in love with this woman? That is right. not, this anti-everything Joker. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's just so weird about how this movie takes a turn. This is where it almost takes the turn for me. Okay. I love this movie until he like notices Vicky Vale, yeah. Joker. And then that becomes his primary thing that he's all about. becomes a fixation of him. Like, why? 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 Yeah. You're absolutely like, why right. Why are you doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree, man. I don't know. It, 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 this, it starts to lag. Starts to kind of lag a little it's two, bit. Yeah. It's two hours and twenty minutes or yeah. something like that's that. That's a I long. Think. It's a long time. Pretty like, long movie. Now, granted, the modern day Batman's are like four <laughs> hours apiece, but sure. Uh, it, but it felt like they were just trying to push things together. It's like somehow it took a long time and then it got rushed between this final showdown of the Joker and yeah. Batman, essentially, yeah. and, and it felt like a joke. Yeah. You know, like no pun intended, but yeah. it's just like. It felt kind of like like it got killed off very quickly. When I do feel like, uh, and I haven't, I didn't watch like a real good version of this movie when I watched it. I I think I watched like a VHS rip to be honest. But like, I don't know about you guys, but the whole thing is like super fucking dark. Yeah, it's very dark looking. Yeah, like I couldn't tell. Like even as a kid, I'm trying like access memories from like my nostalgia of watching this for the first time. Like. Do I remember this scene or do I remember like this shot? Like I remember the I remember the black guy with the glasses at the top of the bell tower who he like got between his legs and and like shoved down or whatever. Right. I'm like, but I couldn't I couldn't like make out what was going on with like any fights ever. Yeah. And yeah, this, I, this I know maybe go ahead. Sorry, no, I just know that was like a, a lot of complaint with people who were like watching it for the first time in theaters in 1989 and being like, I couldn't see shit. I'm like, I still can't. It's like the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I feel like that is one of the things, um, and I'll, I'll maybe talk a little bit about it when we talk about our nostalgic ratings, but it's the idea that it's kind of hard to watch like the re remasters of movies like this, right? Is is because it was made that way for a specific reason, and by taking away those elements of the darkness and whatnot, it makes you real or see the flaws a little bit more clear yeah. Yeah. of of the filmmaking. Like Joker falling, that final falls. Yes. Like, that's pretty bad. How yeah. clunky the bat yes. suit really is, yeah. things like that. I did know? like that whole thing of like when they're on the ledge and everything like that. I like that whole dynamic because yeah. it kind of got rid of the romance and was just like he's just kind of a maniac. Yeah, I did like that, but yeah, it's just... What do you guys think of the wrap up of this whole thing? Like I don't <laughs> Well they they're like we rid the the city's safe for now and everything's great. Yeah. But if it's not late sometime later Batman will be back, but he literally now can go be with the love of his life, but he's like, No, honey. The city's safe, but I'm just gonna go stand around and just in like, case. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> go get him, Tiger. Go now, get him, Tiger. Now they have the bat, the bat light, and, yep. it, and like that was even kind of confusing to me. Yep. Where it's like they lit it up. It's like, oh, should oh, I? So, am I coming? Are we? Are we going? Right? Are we? Are we on? <laughs> oh, or, did, oh shit! I didn't realize. Did it they have a this conversation? Quick. Everything was good. Was yeah. that like a false alarm? Or they're like, we're gonna show it for the public, and so, so just they so know, you know what it looks like. Yeah, but you can be in costume for the last shot of the moon. And <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the bat light is kind of like our tornado sirens around here they do a test every <laughs> first <laughs> wednesday of yeah. the month and that's like, like batman knows. It's like, 
<laughs> he knows. He knows. 10 p.m. the yeah, first Wednesday first of the month. Wednesday of the month. It's like <laughs> I can relax. There's nothing going on. <laughs> oh, I think that's a great place to end it. What, about, what about you guys? Good. Sounds good. All right. So we've we've stripped away the nostalgia. We've viewed it with a modern eye. We've discussed this. AJ, what is your modern day rating of this movie? So like I was saying, I think it's it's almost tough to rewatch this movie. If I was going to put it to anybody to go see this movie again, I would challenge you to go find almost some sort of original cut or or like original VHS or cuz I I've said this before about movies. If you go back and you can on IMDb or YouTube or wherever and you can watch an original trailer, you'll see like the graininess. It's like with Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. I think you said it. You'll see the graininess and the darkness and the rough the roughness of what the quality of the video looks like. But I feel like it makes for a better viewing experience for the, a movie like this. And from there, I feel like this is it's just a it's just a popcorn movie now to me. Like if you watch like a remaster. Um, so like I literally made popcorn for myself while I was like while the movie was playing. I was like I need popcorn right now because yeah. it's just like I'm just being entertained right now. Yeah, and it's not. So I think that's where it's come from. Do I think it, I like it better now than when I was a kid? I do. Um, I will tell you right now, my nostalgic rating for this um, upon rewatch is uh, straight up dead center a five, just a five. Sean, what about you, man? Um, yeah, I was a 10 when I, for my nostalgic rating for this. And uh, I got to say, like, as a movie as a whole, in my adult life right now, it's kind of go down just because that I, I kind of might agree with some of the critics where the script is maybe not there a little bit. Yeah. And it's a little too long. It's a little... It, it it takes liberties that sh- doesn't ma- that don't make sense to me. Um, the performances are fucking great. The production design, the direction yeah. is flawless. Everything is great. I just think the script kind of lacks a little bit. I'm, I don't really buy the makeup part of his maniacal plan. It just seems like a little hokey to me, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And I, yeah, there's it, it just lags a little bit here and there. I'm gonna man, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm gonna give it a. I think I'm going to say 6.3. Wow. 6.3 for Sean. For you you cannot deny the importance of this movie. Sure. This movie had changed the landscape of superhero movies. I mean literally what Superman was maybe the only thing before this of yeah. recent memory and yeah. even that was a little hokey. This was like, whoa, we can get dark with superhero movies and we can just and 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 ha- had we not had this movie, there's so much we wouldn't have had. Absolutely. And, the, and I agree with Sean. Performances were amazing. The, that nostalgia for me is o- overloaded on this movie. But at the same time, I watched Dark Knight three sheets to the wind on a plane a couple weeks ago, and it was the most entertaining. Yeah. I just That movie is an absolute masterpiece, and it yep. takes everything of this movie and just blows the doors off of it yeah. in so many ways. And so you can't. It's hard. You can't make those comparisons. Right. Right. But but you you have to. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the, if it, it, the importance of it is undeniable, but it also just does not hold up anymore. Yeah. I will still watch it like from time to time, but I'm not going to go out of my way to to search for it. So I'm down to a five point one. So that is a five point four six for us as a post rating, which is the exact same rating. As Mortal Kombat, okay. Whoa. which is okay. which is like 
for me, that feels about right. I would do a double feature of those. Uh, two. See, that would be a great time. Yeah, <laughs> right, right at Mortal Kombat, right below Running Man, right above Encino Man. Okay. So there you go. Running Man I'm, was better, huh? I'm glad Running Man a, was technically slightly I'm glad better. Glad it's at least above yeah, Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for being here. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, our top tier Patreon members have voted and have chosen The Mummy as our next Let's movie go. to be reviewed. It is strictly their choice. If you want to join, Stoked. you want to make our next choice, wait till you see my vote coming up here. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So you can join us on Patreon. After that, we're heading to South Boston to talk about Boondock Saints. Holy shit. Oh my God, for man. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. All Saints Day, right? Yeah, Number of course. Two. Yeah, 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 of course, AJ. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you want, man. <laughs> Also, if you're new to the podcast, go back in time. This time last year, check out our mini bite about Nickelodeon guts. Oh, was ooh, really yeah. not that it didn't have that many listens, uh, but that is a fun episode. If you it was if you good. have any nostalgia about that Nickelodeon era, you're going to want to check that one out. Very worth the listen. One hundred percent. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now. Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts, all kinds of goodies. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number, 319-804-9596. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at ConfusedBreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually and our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.